Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. And I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. I'm not Will Stone, I'm Chase Caldwell. But I'm Will Stone. By Will Stone over in Hutto. I'm coming at you. Hutto, Texas. Waxahachie, Texas. Let's go hippos. Let's go Indians. Um, well, um, thank you guys for coming back and listening <laughs> to us once again. We've got a great show for you. Today we're going to be discussing the final piece of A&M's schedule this year. Uh, we're going to be talking about Auburn at Ole Miss, Prairie View A&M, and at LSU. Uh, but first, before we get into that, I um, we have some intel from the field. Inside scoop. Inside scoop. Will, tell us about practice. Will went to the open practice that A&M held uh, yesterday and got some really good intel from the field. So. Let's I didn't go well. to a game. I didn't go to a game. I went to practice. Did I want to I tell you about practice. No, <laughs> I was doing oh, the okay, Allen okay. Iverson bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about practice. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, I don't know if Jimbo has done it done it in the past to you know have an open open practice like that. But um, really excited to go and just just you know observe and just see what the team's about and see how they look and. Uh, just one step closer to football season. I was uh, super thrilled to be there. Um, as far as You're the team on goes, cloud nine yesterday. Oh, dude! Like I, I called Chase. Uh, like we went and had dinner uh, afterwards. Not at Wings and More. Sorry, Wings and More. But yeah, I'll get you get you next time. Um, but we went and had dinner, and on the on the drive back, uh, as soon as I got like to like where I knew I, where I was going. I called Chase and we talked for like the whole way home <laughs> about, yeah. about what I saw. Um, I'll, I'll be a lot more brief on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I won't ask you about every single individual player that I want to yeah. know about this time. Uh, tell yeah. us some of the highlights. Who who stood out to you? Um, all that. Yeah, so highlights. Um, I know people are going to ask about the quarterback. That's the, the top priority, but um, still a battle. They were uh, rotating, rotating King and Calzada quite a bit with the ones and then in the team stuff, uh, King was with the ones and Calzada with the twos. But, um, probably the most impressive thing, uh, out of King was he competed, he completed about three or four deep balls that were just like placed perfectly. And, uh, receivers made, made great catches on the ball. Um, and then near the end of practice, he really, uh, the O-line had trouble with the D-line surprise, but, uh, King was under a lot of pressure, and he was able to, you know, show his his mobility and uh, move around and and make some plays that way. So, um, no starter decided yet, at least officially. Uh, I think Isaiah Spiller may have leaked out what what he, what he thinks yeah, might be the starter. Some, 
some might say that King is the starter by analyzing the uh, clips of the uh, press conference. So yeah, uh, but I thought King looked really good. I thought Casado looked good. Um, I didn't see as much of him because like the ones were kind of on our side of the field, and uh, the twos and uh, those other guys were on the other side. So um, I thought I thought he did fine, but I, I would still be uh, betting on King if I were a betting man. Um, yeah, what you are. the running backs look good. Not too much to say. Um, I feel like Spiller is. Uh, I feel like he's in excellent shape. Probably the best shape he's been in. Um, very lean, uh, very focused. Uh, a chain's a chain. Uh, but and I think I'll just get this out there about the whole. Like one of the the big observations was the freshman class was an absolute hit. At least, I mean it's it's one practice like. I'm a, like this is an amateur perspective on this, but um, a lot of those kids look really, really talented and uh, should be contributors in short order. Uh, both the running backs, LJ Johnson and Amari Daniels, uh, both looked impressive. Um, all the young defensive linemen look impressive. Shamar Turner, uh, Albert Regis, he looks fantastic. Um, the young linemen are all huge. Uh, young, uh, the young DBs are good. Um, Deuce Harmon yeah. and uh, yeah. Tyreek Chappelle. Chappelle, you, you were raving about um, Yul Keith Brown as well. I was, um, yeah, I was saving him for last. He is, he's going to be really good. Um, Yul Keith Brown is a uh, slot receiver, uh, athlete kind of guy from uh, South Florida. We talked about him in our uh, receivers episode, but just a, just a super smooth athlete, uh, very quick, uh, very good speed, great hands. Uh, Calzada fired one like a million miles an hour, like right at his chest and he, he uh, hung on to it. Um, but he's, he's going to probably fill in for Anais after Anais moves on to the NFL, whether that be this year or next. Uh, but he may work his way onto the field this fall. I mean, uh, out of all the freshmen, I, I bet he's near the top to get reps uh, the soonest, I think. But um, he's not as, he's similar to Anais, but he's not like, he's built a little bit different. Like he's got longer limbs. Um, he looks more like uh, Devonte Smith than like a nice, kind of a more compact, uh, more more bulky type player. But I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be Devonte Smith. Like that's one of the best receivers ever. But uh, that kind of build and just seems like a really good ball player. Yeah. Um, but as far as the the upperclassmen, um, Brian George had a good day. I think I mentioned him to you as well. Um, Miles Jones was out with an injury, so he got a lot of reps with the ones. Uh, you love to see that from a, a depth standpoint that you can have, you know, someone on the bench come in and play and uh, perform well. And to to wrap it up, I don't want to talk about every player, but um, really like what I saw out of uh, Moose Muhammad. Um, I know we talked about him on the receivers. He's a second year guy uh, from North Carolina, I believe, son of a former uh, Pro Bowl receiver, but. Um, he he looked really good. Uh, he had a he he hauled in one of the the king uh, deep passes uh, down the sideline. Nice uh, one handed grab and made the crowd go uh, ooh ah and like stand up and start clapping. So <laughs> kind of like uh, they do was, for the tubas. That's right. Whenever they whenever they turn. Or I'm sorry the the bases whatever we call them because they can't yeah. call them tubas because it has t u in it. Oh, <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. It's a thing. I never knew that, but <laughs> um, but he looked really good. Uh, he's 
he's got really good ball skills. He can go up and high point it and uh, and and make some good catches. So um, I'd be excited about seeing him. Um, sorry, this, this is the last guy I'll talk about, but Baylor Cup was uh, fully healthy, full go, uh, no yellow jersey. So um, he was full contact. They put him in with the ones, uh, rotated some with Weidermeyer, but y- you can tell they're trying to get him up to speed as fast as they can. Uh, he was getting a lot of work yesterday, and uh, I I know I mentioned him as one of my guys to watch whenever we had uh, Trey Parker on last week, and um, I love seeing him healthy. I think he's going to be you know a big big factor for this AM offense. No doubt, no doubt. I'm excited. I I'm, I'm jealous of you. Honestly, I wish I would have made the drive <laughs> down there and and watched with you. But yeah, um, your uh, excitement was palpable yesterday. Whenever you it was palpable. Me. I've got to say, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I probably won't share this video on Twitter because I don't want to put these these old these old guys on blast. But uh, <laughs> there was these two old men sitting on the front row yesterday, and uh, my wife took a video of them and sent it to our our Snapchat group. <laughs> she was like, "This is going to be chasing Will in forty years." And this one old guy had his had his binoculars out there on the front row, had his binoculars out <laughs> and trying to <laughs> trying to see see the players and like. The other, the other guy next to him was like hitting him on the shoulder and pointing. <laughs> it was, it was a funny sight. He's like, he's like, oh hey, uh, such and such switched to the speed flex. You know, like, <laughs> just analyzing uh, jerseys yeah, and yeah. <laughs> he's in the Addy Zeros now. You believe yeah. that? Uh, Look at the armbands on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> now who's this young buck? Uh, go go. Make sure and, and take it take a screenshot of the text ags in case the phone doesn't load and that way we know who's who. Um, no doubt about it. Like that will for sure be me one day. Oh and I no. I think it'll it's... be me and you yeah. just sitting and just watching a game and knowing every player on the field and we're like seventy four year old men. Yeah. You know, and just Players have absolutely no idea who we are or that we even <laughs> exist, and we we're like, man, I can't wait for Baylor Cup. He's gonna be good this year. Yeah, he sure <laughs> You know, like uh, it's gonna be Johnny Manziel's grandson out there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the schedule. Let's schedule. go. Schedule. So, um, starting off with Auburn, and when I say starting off, I'm talking week eight. Uh, or week yeah, nine. so this is coming off that that stretch of Bama at Mizzou and then South Carolina, and then yeah, we so get our bye week and then uh, hosting Auburn. Auburn at home, so it'll be a good uh, tune-up game for us, I would say. Um, <laughs> coming off one of our harder stretches, I, I just don't think that Auburn's going to be good this year. I think it's that's going to be a, a pretty manageable game, pretty. You know, cut and dry game. We just got to come out and handle business. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I think on our first schedule show, we we covered Mississippi State, and I went back and I was like, you know, I really wish I could swap them with Auburn and put Auburn seventh in the West. Uh, I still feel that way, um, especially as it relates to A and M and in this game. Auburn doesn't really do or have the skill set to. Uh, Threaten A and M like, well, first of all, A and M's gonna be really, really dang good, and um, yeah. Auburn like they're not a 
like an aired out, you know, super fast team. They're kind of going back to more of a, you know, ground and pound run game. And that's just, that plays into our strength. Uh, and I don't think they, they don't have that defensive line uh, that they typically have. Um, uh, and they're not very strong up front. So um, it's college football. Anything could happen. Like we could go out there and throw four interceptions and look like yeah. we did against Vanderbilt last year. But um, on paper, it looks like a game that A&M should, should win and should, you know, be in pretty well control of. We should win this one handedly. If you look at the what they have leading up to us, they get, they play at Penn State, then they play Georgia State. So that's the that's the one game that's not going to be tough for them. They play at Penn State, Georgia State, at LSU, Georgia, at Arkansas, bye week, Ole Miss, us, mm. at us. So they play they play at Penn State, at LSU, at Arkansas. Yeah, with. Georgia being in the middle of that and then Ole Miss. So they're yeah. going to be, they're going to be beat up by the time we get to them. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't see that one as being a, a big game. Maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe they're a good team this year, but yeah, I, I don't see that one being a big deal. I, I see that as being one that we need to come out and handle business, yeah. get back to it. And it's more of a warm up game for, Ole Miss, you know. Yeah. And, and Bo Nix, like. We should overlook the game. I'm just saying. Yeah. That, that, you know, it should be one where we come out and we go back to our fundamentals and we, we just take care of business at home. Yeah. They had like three, like their top three receivers all opted to go to the draft. Um, like they were all juniors. They all left early. Um, Anthony Schwartz is gone. I know he, he always gave us trouble because he was, you know, before Devon A. Chain was on our team you know anthony schwartz was the fastest man in college football but um that's no that's no longer the case uh bo nix is he's really bad on the road uh i know against south carolina he just he threw like three or four picks in that game and uh if he had just thrown the ball out of bounds they probably would have won but he didn't do that so uh they, they ended up losing i feel like he actually played really well against us last year uh he was you know on the move a lot and uh, really using his athleticism, but um, I just I don't think the the offense he's going to be in this year is really conducive to his abilities. Um, it is conducive to their running back Tank Bigsby, who's a, a total stud. But if it's if you're if you're just going to line up against this A M defense and just try to run right at us, uh, unless you're the freaking like Dallas Cowboys or something, it's not going to go well for you. Like it's uh, you're going to have a bad time. So. Um, I think the I, Dallas Cowboys would probably struggle a little bit on that one. <laughs> well, maybe the Cowboys of six years ago when they had the the Great Wall of Dallas Part Two. But yeah, maybe maybe the Dallas of like twenty five years ago when they had Emmett Smith. You know? That no, that one, that one for sure. Yeah, they could <laughs> they could probably run the ball on us a little bit. But yeah. Um. So we got Ole Miss after that, right? Yeah, at Ole Miss. So at Ole Miss. Um, Oxford, the Grove. Yeah, that one. That one will be. That one will be a fun game. I, I, I hope that we go out and we we win that one handedly as well. But that, that's going to be more of a. We'll see. You know. Yeah. Um, Kiffin's going to dial up some stuff for us. That's going to be hard. I think that's going to be us trying to 
win the game through clock management. Yeah. It's a hard place to play at, which is weird because it's not like a huge stadium, but it's loud. Like they they will pump It is loud. It is they loud. Will pump some music into that stadium. That yeah. that stadium can get loud. Um and it's not real big. It's like I bet they see it no, like sixty five thousand. Yeah, that's what I was like gonna that. say. I, I I think yeah, I think I think sixty five was gonna be my guess. Yeah. Um but it's one of the few that I've been to in the SEC, and like, for for the size it is, it's it's pretty daggum loud. For sure, yeah. It's it's you go there and you're like, oh, this is it, and then they they'll let you know that you're there. Yeah. Um, also, Anum typically does not play well there. I'm not sure if we've ever like beaten them by double digits in Oxford. It's it's usually pretty close, or they just beat us you know but yeah also um, i couldn't tell you I, I mean i can think of like two or three games that we won by a last minute field goal right there um i i can think of a few times that we lost there too so yeah um, um yeah I, I wish we could have have gotten this game in last year just because uh i feel like i feel like a spiller and a healthy a chain probably run for like 400 yards combined um their defense was was really bad last year, kind of at everything, but uh, especially run defense. Um, and I really I don't know if they did anything to fix it in the offseason. Like, did they, we not signed, play Ole Miss last year? No, it got canceled because of COVID. And that's um, right. It was, I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, and it was so late. They were like, "There's no point in even rescheduling it because it was already like the like we were lucky to get Tennessee in." I had that completely was the, forgotten about that. Yeah, because I, I was honestly a bit nervous about it because they were so good on offense. I was like, shoot, are they going to like shred us? But I knew that we would have probably had, I, I figured we'd probably run the ball well on them. But um, anyway, but I think same yeah. story this year. Like, I don't think they'll be able to, like, I think it'll be similar to the, the Mizzou game plan that we talked about on the last mm-hmm. episode where it's a, you know, it's a road game, hostile environment, but it's a, a defense that is susceptible to our our greatest strength, which is just uh, giving the ball to Spiller and HA and letting them go to work. So, yeah. um, but it'll be a test for our for our defense. I mean, at that point, we'll we're going to know a lot about our team at that point if we can, you know, hang with Alabama and uh, some of the other like the in Mizzou and some of those other offenses that we're going to play. But yeah, and um, that's the hard part about doing these fours because like by the time we actually play those games, we're my opinion will probably be altogether different oh, when we actually there, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um but, you know, as of right now just looking at it on paper, uh, that's a game we should win. Yeah. Whether or not we do win, the, I mean, they are one that you got to be a little bit apprehensive about, a little bit nervous about, you know. I, I think I'd put it in the in the top 4 as far as difficulty goes. I wouldn't do that. You don't think so? No, I would put I would go Alabama, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri. Dang. Yeah, well, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would put them over Mississippi State. I I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like some they're folks, a wild card to me. Sorry, they I'm are interrupting you, but you're good. They're, you're they're good. They're just a complete total <laughs> wild card, which means that we could go out and just absolutely beat them into the ground. Yeah, or we could play down to the wire you know it's, yeah. it's just going to be unknown 
I mean, I can say I will say this before anybody plays him. If if we get towards the end of the season and somebody either A almost lost to them or B just kind of played played them tight and we're judging whatever team it might be, whether it's AM, Alabama, whatever, I think it is it is an erroneous data point that you can't even look at because I feel like they're going to be one that it just, if you catch them on the right day, yeah, they can be dangerous, but every other day they're going to be terrible, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. dangerous and wild card are the perfect words to describe them as a team. For and sure. really like the best way to describe their quarterback, like, hell yeah, he's dangerous. He can throw for 500 yards. Right. He'd also throw for six interceptions in a game. He, he did that twice last year. So yeah. Um, yeah. If, if if you know if he's on and he's you know if he's feeling it and got the hot hand, he he might put up a bunch of yards on us, a bunch of points. You know, it, I, I guess we'll find out. But um, he could also just as easily, uh, you know, be feeling the pressure from our defense and throw the ball to our defensive backs. So, but yeah. it's it's a road game in Oxford, um, uh, especially with 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 Kiffin there. Um, not going to take that for granted, but uh, a game that we should probably be favored in probably will be favored in um and should come out with a win last interesting note on them i was looking up their schedule just now uh the week before they play us they play liberty um if you are listening at home and don't know why that's significant that is where hugh freeze coaches now who is the former Ole Miss coach who got fired for uh texting escorts on his company phone <laughs> so <laughs> he'll be he'll be back in oxford with um a quarterback who some some people have going in the first round next year in Malik Willis. So, um, well, and, and Liberty is an SEC killer. Yeah, they've upset yeah. several SEC teams through the years. So. Do not mess with Liberty. Um, give me Liberty or give me death. Some might say. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's all missed. Next up, we got Prairie View A and M. Hell yeah. Um. Love playing Prairie View A and M. That's one of the best games to watch halftime of. They have oh, yeah. fantastic band. One of the best. Um, and it's just overall, it's cool. I, I like I like Prairie View. I've got no qualms with them as a college or a team. So, yeah, I think my uh, like my whole spiel on uh on FCS teams. You, like you'll see people on Twitter every now and then, uh, kind of like make fun of schools that play FCS opponents and like try to like downplay their schedules. Um, but the thing is like, if we're going to do it, I like doing it this way. I like playing teams that are from this state and like yeah, paying right. them, paying them a million dollars and helping them out uh, to come, you know, in all likelihood, give us a victory, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, help us rest our guys and, uh, you know, avoid injuries hopefully. But, um, I'd much rather play an FCS school from the state of Texas and, you know, do something to help their athletic budget than play, you know, Akron or, you know, some off the wall school from, from nowhere who we don't care about, you know, I, like I feel like half of the AC, ACC, like I would yeah. rather play Prairie View A&M than I would Pitt. Yeah. Or Charlotte. You know, like <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, I'm just talking about like actual ACC actual teams. ACC like, teams, like, like Power Duke. Five teams, like Boston College, and you yeah, know. yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm all for the FCS teams, but um, I people like to definitely do like to to mention that, but. I mean, let's be real. What's the difference between an FCS team and a, you know, small scale, maybe group of five team? I don't. Or I mean, or, or Kansas. Yeah, or or half of the ACC. You know, K- K- Kansas uh, loses to FCS teams with a, a lot of regularity. <laughs> yeah, um, not not uncommon whatsoever. So I, I, I mean, I, I don't really care about you know what technical league they're in. Uh, yeah, you're you're putting up a a team that's not as good as our team, and you're having yeah. to play. But I, I'm with you. I I would like to, if we're gonna play those games, let's play plenty of the Texas teams that we have. You know. Yeah. Um, and as it pertains to A and M, like. I know the SEC does this for pretty much everyone in the conference, but it gives you a nice break before playing LSU. Like LSU plays ULM before they play us. Uh, you know, who's in a bigger division than Prairie View, but still, like, it's it's not like they're playing Alabama before they play us. Like, they're playing a game they expect to win and, you know, be able to rest up a little bit before they play uh, yeah. a big game against A&M. But let's talk about the Tigers. Um, Which ones? The LSU ones. Oh, okay, okay. Just <laughs> uh, the, the the ones that actually have a tiger as their live mascot, not an eagle. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, LSU Tigers at playing in Baton Rouge is always tough. Um, I'm less worried about this game than I normally am. I kind of am too. I know it's over there and like we haven't won there since, you know, we used to play them back in the nineties and all that, but wait, have we not, did we, have we not beat them since Jimbo's here at Baton Rouge? Mm-hmm. They've both been at home. Is that right? Yeah. Well, no time. Not anymore. <laughs> um, let's go into death Valley and squash some tigers. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I'm never going to chalk that up at least, at least, at this point, I'm not going to chalk that up as a W until we, you know, until we see it happen at, at Tiger Stadium. But yeah, um, you know, I've I feel like I've uh, this is a team I've kind of like flip flopped on with how they're thought of in the media. Like uh, mm-hmm. at the end of last year, you know, everyone was kind of dogging on them, and, and rightfully so. Like they weren't very good, but they had a lot of issues with opt outs and injuries and things like that. But uh, going into this year, I, I was like, you know, like they're they're very likely to improve. They're very talented. Uh, they have a you know full roster now of a, a quarterback who's got some experience. Um, but then, like the media took that, and now they've turned it up to well, LSU's a top ten team, and I'm not sure if I'm if I'm on board with that. Like, I think they'll be better. Like, they won't be yeah. 500, but they're not gonna. I don't think they'll compete for the West. I mean. I don't either. I mean, just look at their schedule. They play 
Well, they they play all of their other than ULM that you mentioned earlier. I guess I guess just about every team's like this, but they play UCLA, McNeese State, Central Michigan. Then their schedule just gets progressively harder. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it doesn't even do that. Let me let me collect my thoughts so that I can finish what I'm trying to say. They hey, play, I've got one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, they play at Mississippi State, then they put Auburn, then they're at Kentucky. Okay, then right there. Play- Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky is the one to watch. Like, they could be teetering at this point. Maybe, maybe not. If they've, if they lose one of those, like, if they lose any one of UCLA, Mississippi State, or Auburn, and then have to go to Kentucky before they go to Florida and Ole Miss, if Kentucky beats them, it's in Lexington. Like, watch out. And, and then, you know, that, that's a pretty well, rough three game stretch. And then well, that, you still have. That's what I'm saying. Is- yeah. Let's just say that they they're undefeated going into Kentucky, and then Kentucky upsets them. Um, they're going to come off an upset to play Florida. Then they're going to the Grove to play at Ole Miss. They get a bye week. Then they play at Alabama. Then they play Arkansas, and yeah. then they get they get ULM, and then us. So it's very possible that they come into our game as a four loss team. Yeah, and I just, in my opinion, the way that Orgeron and his staff at least from the outside looking in the way that it seems is that they're not all that great at maintaining the locker room and maintaining yeah you know the hype and everything so i could see them going two or three losses and then all of a sudden you have all these opt-outs again yeah and and then like they just kind of by the time they play us they're just disinterested man that's a tough stretch like that's tough and like i know like We've got Mississippi State and Auburn kind of at the bottom, but that's still an SEC West team. Like they have to play at Mississippi State, where they yeah. typically don't perform well, and then Auburn, who's got a you know physical running game at Kentucky, uh, Florida at Ole Miss, um, at Bama, Arkansas, and then A and M. Like that is yeah, th- that's that's not that's no cakewalk. Like um, it's going to be like. Do you think if like, like, what record would they have to have for them to fire Edo this year? Ooh, I don't know if that'll even happen. So I can't really speculate on. I that don't case. know, man. Like they, I don't see that happening. They're so impatient. Like, if he goes six and six, they're gonna fire him. Six and six, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that, but but um, I don't. But I also don't think that they're gonna go six and six. I right. think they're an eight and four team. Yeah. I think that's their floor. You know, but. I'm definitely watching maybe, that UCLA maybe seven game. seven and five. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a fun game, but I wouldn't put UCLA as like, – I, I wouldn't think that UCLA will win that game, but maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, as it pertains to A&M, uh, I, feel like, I feel like A&M fans you know, definitely watched that game and, and felt good to see an A&M defense just dominating LSU. Um, they couldn't get anything going until the very end of the game. Uh, you know, when there's like 30 seconds left and they scored a touchdown, but um, they, they're not going to be that bad again this year. Like, I think, I actually like Max Johnson. I think he's, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, I love uh, Kayshawn Boutte, the their star receiver, who'll be a sophomore. Um, they have some pieces there, but, uh, and they have some guys on defense like Derek Steely and Elias Ricks, but what, 
what gives me a lot of confidence is their offensive line wasn't good against AM last year and lost probably their best player off of that unit in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dari Rosenthal. He transferred to Kentucky. So, um, and after <laughs> I didn't mention this earlier, and it may have been the thing that stood out the most, but this AM defensive line is sick. It is filthy, extremely talented. And, um, I don't know if this uh, LSU offensive line is going to be able to hold up to the defensive line that we have, given that, you know, everyone's available and at full strength. But, um, yeah. But it's at Tiger Stadium. You know, they do have talent on their team. And uh, who knows? They could, they could really turn things around. They could be awesome this year. But I, I don't really foresee that. And I see. I do foresee AM getting their first one in Death Valley in, in some time. Yeah, I'm hopeful that that's what we see. I, I mean, I definitely sound probably more optimistic than I am. Not that not that I'm like scared of that game or that I think we you know I just think it's it probably I, I feel like I'm coming across as if eh, it's no big deal, we'll win that game. Yeah. That's not really how I feel. But I am about sixty percent that we'll win that game. You yeah. Know? So I, I'm a lot. I'm with you on higher that. than I normally am because normally I'm like dreading it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I know I, I am. I, like I'm hopeful that we'll win, but yeah, there's a there's a big part of me that's like we're going to lose this game. Yeah. You know, and so um, that is the one game that I, I do want to win for sure um you know if we drop any of the other games throughout the season i'm not like terribly upset i mean i i get upset anytime we lose a game but <laughs> um i do really want to beat lsu this year i think i think we've got a good thing going turning around the losses that we put up the first eight years in the the conference so yeah um i, I do want to I want to keep that that streak going. All right, it's not really a streak right now, but I'd like to keep the trend going. Um, yeah. Where we lose more than we—I mean, we win more than we lose. And I'm strictly talking about since Jimbo got here, obviously. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I I do think it'll be a hard game. I do think it'll be a tough game, but I'm hopeful too that we're at least in talks of contention of, yeah. you know, being a top four team. If not, you know, if we beat Alabama this year, which I know there's always the comment, you know, you always say, if we can just beat them, this is the year that they, they don't come across as a, a giant to me, not saying that they're not a giant because they absolutely are. But like, I feel like we're, closer to being on par with them than we right. normally are because like you think about alabama in years past where they are this giant when you watch alabama lsu you're like "Ooh, this is gonna be a really good game or alabama clemson or alabama georgia like you're like yeah Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be nasty this is gonna be fun that's more so how i feel about a&m versus alabama this year like i feel like oh my gosh this is gonna be a great game i can't wait to watch it yeah. and it's not because like in years past, every time I look at the Alabama game, I'm looking at like, how can we upset them? Yeah. Now I feel like if we beat Alabama, 
we wouldn't really upset them. Yeah. You know, it would just be like, ooh, AM's good. Yeah. And, hey, we, we just won. Like, we were just better that day. Right. right. Um, and, and so I, I think, uh, in the event that that happens, I really would see us going into LSU as the number one team in the nation. Yeah. And, well, and like, um, if, if you've beaten Alabama and if we're undefeated going into this game, unless LSU is also undefeated or only has one loss, then we've already clinched the West at that point. If, if we're, we're undefeated elsewhere, if we get past Alabama. And, uh, right, which, other, which is kind of what I was getting at. If that's yeah. the case, then we're going to get LSU's absolute best. Yeah. We might have some of their players opt back in to play us. <laughs> um, but, but I just, the likelihood in my, in the back of my head, is it okay? We're probably going to drop the game to Alabama. We're probably going to have a few close ones, maybe at Missouri, maybe at Ole Miss. There's going to be a few clo- close ones in there that have us questioning things a little bit. But I feel like LSU is going to come into that game a four loss team and they're going to be yeah. disinterested. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but this is just me like speculating. Yeah. Three months in advance, you know, prognosticating as we are want to do. There's also a scenario where you beat Alabama and maybe slip up against Missouri the next week or against Ole Miss, and then you you have to beat LSU to win the West. It becomes a like becomes a de facto like, hey, you have to win this to win the West and get to the you know, get to Atlanta and to the championship game. So um yeah, which if I mean, we're in that if we're in that position, I'm I'm okay. I'm 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 like I'm confident that we win the game. Yeah. Because I just feel like we have the coaching staff to be able to handle that. Yeah. You know, to be able to use that as a motivator and not as a you know, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the championship, you know, and then, then you go out and lay an egg, you know. Yeah. Um but uh the week after this game would be the SEC championship against Either Georgia or Florida, or maybe Mizzou, maybe not. Um, yeah, we're not going to break that down because uh, that's just getting way, way too far out in front of ourselves. But um, yeah, keep it on your calendar. Just, uh, just know that it's there. But um, that's all I've got. Uh, I can tell um, you this: if we, if we, if we do beat Alabama on October 9th, I will be going out and buying a ticket to. SEC championship because I will be that confident that we'll be there. Let's go. Um, we'll do a live pod from SEC or from the SEC championship game. How about that? That'd be tight. Yeah. But let's just go anyways. Who cares who's there? Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go unless we're there because I hate Atlanta. But um, <laughs> that's a story for another day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, gosh, after after finishing up this episode and uh, you know talking about all the possibilities and how good we think this team can be, and uh, seeing the guys yesterday, listening to the guys over the weekend, uh, they they sound confident. Uh, if you haven't already, go listen to Michael Clemens, uh, his interview his interview from the weekend. Um, just different vibe around this football team. I feel like, in my yeah. humble my humble opinion, but. Um, man, it can't get her soon enough. I'm 
I'm pumped. Your opinion is very humble. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, is it, hum- I, I is, it is it humble or um, is it humble or humble? You say humble or humble. <laughs> um, it depends on if I'm talking about the old company or if I'm talking about <laughs> sit down and being humble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is gonna be a good year for us. We've got a great schedule. We've got um, some really good travel games. Um, going to Colorado to Missouri. Which will be kind of cool. Like I'm not. That's not the main one. I'm. I was actually going to accentuate the other three, but for some reason I said that <laughs> one first. <laughs> but we're we're going to Colorado, to the Grove, and to Baton Rouge. All three nice. of those great great places to visit. And then we're also going to Columbia, Missouri. So yeah. Um, and coming away with a dub at every one. Sure hope so. Well, but that's, uh, I guess that's about all I have. Yeah. Anything else for us, Will? No, that's it. Uh, you want to close it out? Oh, yeah. I forgot I was the host of this. Before, <laughs> I guess. Um, we like to just play work sometimes, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, thank you once again for spending time <laughs> listening to Will and Chase talk about Texas A&M Aggies football. Um, we have been really enjoying this we've been enjoying all of the feedback that we get from you guys follow us at ineligible pod on facebook instagram and twitter um you can direct message us you can like our tweets you can quote tweet us you can do whatever you want to to let us know your opinion but regardless we would like to know your opinion so follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify smash that subscribe button just absolutely just crush your phone while you press it um austin joyce subscribe to our podcast um and leave us a five-star rating five-star review that that um helps other people find us and we're here to have fun as always we enjoy um the interactions that we've gotten from this and we thank you for listening to the ineligible pod bye